I am Taylor Barr, radio DJ. I write monologues for the radio. Five monologues a day, five days a week. Here, I am chronicling them. I hope you enjoy. Autumn is back in full force. The skies are darkening, the leaves are losing their chlorophyll, making way for the beautiful anthocyanins to pop against their bearing trees. The animals are beginning to take a break. The squirrels no longer squabble for nuts and seeds, instead opting for a lazier approach in which they do nothing, lounging in the trees, waiting for a nut to approach them. Food starts to taste different. There's more nutmeg and cinnamon and allspice in everything I eat, which really messes up with things like steak. My coffee plants have contracted pumpkin spice, so we can look forward to those sorts of lattes, even if they are highly infectious and should really not be ingested. Oh, but they're so good. How could I not? With the fall also comes the fall of all things. As all men, cities, governments, and empires have and will fall, so too do we. Societal collapse comes this winter, but have no fear. We have this fall to celebrate still. Look forward to Thanksgiving with your family, or taking those long-needed cool afternoon naps you've been daydreaming about, or even look in the mirror, just until you no longer recognize yourself as someone who has ever experienced summer. You can't even remember when the temperature was above 80, can you? Now that you think about it, it's always been fall, hasn't it? Well, have a good one anyway. It might just last forever. I used to be a pretty normal and cool guy with a steady job and a healthy sleeping schedule. I used to go to class, the library, and not be looked upon by strangers. And now, since I have started practicing radio magic, I simply cannot. My days are plagued by paparazzo with nothing better to do. They lurk in my bushes and stack books high next to my window so as to peek into my second-story apartment. They even went so far as to install a floodlight outside my front door so that whenever I leave, it lights up and warns the social vultures of my presence. They crowd me, asking where I could have possibly come up with my endless monologues, where I get my shoes, what I've been focusing my magic on, among thousands of other questions. To answer, my dang brain, goodwill, typically, and power. I've started taking drastic measures to avoid these harbingers of evil. I've taken to leaving my house through the sewer system below the city. It's a lot nicer than one might think. Well furbished and clean, the city maintenance takes no breaks, much like the paparazzo. They smelled me through the concrete and followed me down so that, well, that route is compromised. I don't really know what my next move is. I might have to take up teleportation, though I've avoided it for a reason. I've just been pushed too far. The darn paparazzo. She woke up encased in stone. She could tell because when she opened her eyes, it was pitch black. She could not see anything. And when she reached out, her hand was stopped quite abruptly by a hard, cold surface. 
She ran her palms along it and recognized the lack of grain in the material. She knew it couldn't have been wood or plastic. She took account of her situation. She was standing in a space just small enough that she couldn't turn around. About her feet lay several wrappers and old takeout boxes. She was mortified by the implication that the trash provided. Someone had been here before. That was also a huge relief because it means someone left this place too. She began tapping up and down the wall in front of her, listening for some weakness or thinner area of wall of which she found none. She threw her back against the back wall to no avail. She pounded on the ceiling, shouting for someone to let her out, and she was met with silence. Of course, she should have expected that. With no options left, she swiped the trash at her feet to the side and began stomping on the ground. That doesn't sound like ground, she noticed. That sounds like, and the floor dropped through, opening into a vast underground chamber where she landed on a water slide and slid down at rocket speeds. It was exhilarating and tiresome. The whole ordeal had already gone on for what felt like an hour and she was not in the mood to do anything else. Also, her clothes were totally wet now. Have you seen those geckos around? Yeah, everywhere I turn, I see those little fellas scurrying about, doing their gecko business that I could never comprehend. I often watch them flee towards their destination, and I am struck with a question. Where are they going? It haunts me, day in and day out. I always figured it was something to do with food and their want of it. But I have news, fellow lizard enthusiasts. They are not all running around towards some massive, easily attainable food. No, the geckos seem to be gathering. Actually, I've followed a few and have almost perfect certainty that they are in fact grouping up and discussing politics, religion, science. I snuck my way past several fences and gates to here, but when I followed them... Well, the geckos seemed to be meeting up in this big warehouse, and I overheard squabbling. I think, and I don't want to overstep any limitations I should be abiding by, but I think they are controlling us. I know, I know it sounds crazy, but hear me out. They were discussing tomorrow's news, or the tomorrow of that day when, when I followed them. It seems as though they are planning something big and brash, a, a complete overturning of everything we know. It certainly doesn't sound dangerous, though. The geckos are tiny, like two inches long max. I don't think this will be a violent thing. I just wanted everyone to know that whatever this is, it might be happening. And soon. The sounds of birds fill the air as Dean and Barry square off on the pier. They had been planning to fight for a very long time, ever since they were children, and now, on the cusp of manhood, they figured it was as good a time as any. They were enemies, never at the top of their class or in the front of the line. They were both mediocre and proud for it. They would have long, rambling arguments as to who was more competent, who was more handsome, who had more money, and the truth was, they were nearly identical in every measurable way. 
A seagull swooped down and landed on Barry, who freaked out and threw punches at the thing. Dean took his cue and pushed Barry as hard as he could. Barry tumbled straight into the opaque water below. And then a moment passed. And another. And then another. And Dean began to worry. Had he pushed Barry too hard? Did he hit something on his way down? Are there sharks in this water? Barry remained underwater, crisscrossed, applesauced, holding his big breath and thinking to himself just how much Dean must be freaking out by now. And just then, a splash above him. And there was Dean. Swimming down and grabbing Barry by the scruff of his collar, Dean pulled him to the beach and asked if Barry needed CPR. Barry looked Dean straight in the eyes, took another big breath and said, Yeah, I think I do. I have been Taylor Barr, your radio DJ of sorts. I do hope you enjoyed my monologues. I know I enjoyed writing them. Stay tuned next time for more monologues and more monologues and more monologues.